Thank you for tuning in. You've enjoyed Teacher Talk. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hello, 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 and good evening. How are you all tonight? I am running a little behind schedule, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So just want you all to know. We're doing it again. I to see it. I know it's, I know it's going on. All right. It's your girl, Dr. Yvonne. And I just want to talk about um, tonight. Whose job is it? Whose job is it? In the system, in the educational system, we have, as teachers, are doing a lot of different jobs. We are dealing with discipline. We're dealing with counseling. You know, there, there's things have changed that the teacher is not only teaching, but they're doing other jobs. So I just want to know, whose job is it? Of course, we, it's all of our jobs to make sure that the kids are taken care of and that the kids are safe. But at some point in time, when is when does it come a point where the teacher is allowed to do their job, which is teach? You know, we have the, the do the discipline. You know, we don't send them to the office anymore when they get in trouble. We have to handle that. We have to write up the referral. We have to call the parents. We have to do the mediation. You know, when we have time to do that, we take away from class time. But if we don't do it, then we get called on the carpet for not reaching out to the parents and not dealing with stuff. When administration is, what is your job? What is your role as the administrator? I just want to know. I mean, we're running around trying to implement more programs, implement more situations, implement more things for the kids to do. But who's taking care of the kids for real? Because the teachers are doing everything. We have to counsel them when they get into arguments, when they get into disagreements. The mediation, we got to sit down and we got to mediate with them about that. We got to take class time, take away from class time to deal with situations and issues in the classroom because no one is trying to deal with it anywhere else. It falls back on the teacher. And I just think it's crazy that we have to do this and no one else is stepping up to the plate. We have um, administrators who are supposed to be doing discipline, but when you take them there, they tell you, okay, you write it up, call the parent, contact the parent and you deal with it. And if it doesn't, you know, if it goes any further, then we'll handle it. However, if things go wrong in the classroom and we and the parents start complaining that the students are not learning anything, they're not getting um, what they need in the classroom, then all of a sudden that falls back on the teacher as well. So we have to decide who's going to do what. Whose job is it? If a child gets into an altercation in the classroom, am I supposed to be the one to deal with that? Or is that going to go to admin? Or does that go to the counselor? We have counselors for a reason. You know, if they get into a fight now, I mean, even with the nurses situation, they don't even have um, adequate um, supplies to give the teachers 
for the nurse. We send the kids to the nurse. They was like, oh, well, you can handle this in your classroom. I'm not a nurse. I can give you a Band-Aid if you cut yourself. We can wipe it off with a little baby wipe or whatever, the, the little alcohol wipe that they give us, put a Band-Aid on and call it a day. But at the end of the day, you telling us, oh, well, don't send them down here for little minor incidents. Then where are they supposed to go? So we only supposed to send them to the nurse when they have a big problem, if they're throwing up all over my room, or if, if they hit their head when they fall, What when are we supposed to send them? And then they give us the little bucket, the little care case that we're supposed to have, and it doesn't have enough supplies in it. And then they tell us they don't have any. Well, what are we doing with the funding that's coming in for the school? Who's supposed to take care of that? So now I got to go out and buy band-aids for my students too to put in the room? Whose job is it to do all of this stuff? Everything is falling back on the teacher. It makes no sense. But the pay didn't go up. But you want us to supply all of this stuff for the students in the classroom. You want me to be the behaviorist? You, you want me to write up? Um, we even have to keep records and logs for students for their behaviors. The, I remember the resource teacher did that, or the special ed department took care of students who had behavior contracts and all of that stuff. They went to them to take care of that. Now that falls on the teachers as well. We have logs that we have to complete for the students. Everybody passes everything down on the teacher. You know, we got kids who are, you know, English language learners, uh, you know, English as a second language learners, and they're trying to pass them on to get them off of the list, uh, tell pass to be included in regular education. So now I have paperwork I have to fill out for those students. And then they was like, well, if you're doing this accommodation, it has to be only for that child. Like I got time to sit up and do individualized accommodations for one child. So if I do, so basically what they're saying is if, this child needs a graphic organizer. I can't give that same graphic organizer to all of the students in my classroom and say that it was specifically made for them to use in the classroom. So I have to give them a special one that I have to create. Make that make sense for me. If I give them a tool to use, whether they're the only one using it or if all of the students in my classroom are using it, if I give them that accommodation, it should be good enough. But that's not what they want right now. Now you want me to go out and you want me to create more documents that I have to give to another child special just for them so I can say I, I took care of an accommodation. If you're the director of that program and you know these are the special accommodations that each one of these students need, I think that's your job. If you're telling me that this is what you're looking for, then you give me what you want them to have to get them to where you need them to be. But don't come and tell me I have to now set aside and do an absolutely separate accommodation for one child. One. And if I give it to that one, I can't give it to anyone else. That makes no sense to me. I give all of my students what they need for them to be successful, whether it's something that they all use. All kids don't need a graphic organizer. I get that. I understand that. And guess what? If you don't need it, I'm not going to give you one. But if you need one and it's going to help you progress, then I'll give it to you. But you're not going to tell me that I can only give it to one person and not anyone else, unless you specifically make that for them and you bring it to me and say, here, give this to them. I don't have a problem with that. That's an accommodation. Just like with testing, every student has a different accommodation on their test. Some students have to have um, tests read to them. 
So there's an accommodation for that on the STAR test where they can have it audible, where they can read the test to them. But then again, it's not a machine. It's a person that's actually sitting there reading the test. Do we have enough people to do this for the students that actually need that assistance? No, they're not getting that assistance all year long. So how is it now that when they go to take the STAR test, all of a sudden we want to give them all these accommodations that they've never had all year? Now you want to try to come in and sit down and read a test. I asked the question in a meeting one time. <clears throat> one of the accommodations said to have the test read to them. And I was like, okay, so who's supposed to read this test to them? I was told it was my job to read the test to them. Okay, so I have 22 kids in my classroom and I got to sit with one student and read a test to them or read anything to them because reading to them, oral reading is their accommodation. So when am I supposed to teach the other 21 if I'm sitting with one reading to them? But you tell me if I read to my whole class, it's not considered me giving that child an accommodation of reading to them. You've got to be kidding me. Make that make sense for me. I don't understand that. If I'm reading out loud and this child is listening to me read out loud, why is that a, not a, considered an accommodation for me reading to them out loud? Only because it's not one-on-one, -on -one, it's not accepted. That makes no sense. Because I don't have time in my classroom to sit with one child and read a story with them and leave the other kids out or to have to read the story out loud to everyone and then have to go back and sit with this child one-on-one -on -one and read the same story all over again. We are putting too much on teachers to have to do all of this. Why is it that we're doing this? I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know what y'all want me to do. That's just a lot. That's just an awful lot that you want teachers to do. And then we have to fill out the paperwork to accommodate that, to back that up, to show that we did it. We have deadlines for this, that, and the other. We have deadlines for grades. Oh, and then the other thing, we had um, progress reports go out. And I've, I've never in my life, never in my life, sent out a progress report or sent out a report card. That was always something that was printed from the main office or sent from the main office. Why I get a message saying I had, to, I had to go in and print progress reports and send them home. Well, not print them, but email them to the parents. Really? Now that's something else I gotta do? Not only am I putting the grades in the computer, I'm making sure that the students have grades. The parents have access to the, the, the program to see the students' grades. But now I have to email them the grades too. I, I mean, come on. When I was in school, we got our progress reports mailed home from the school. Our report cards were mailed home from the school. Or, no, I give you one even better. Midterms were sent home. Report cards, the parents had to come pick them up. They had report card day where parents had to come up and pick up the report cards. I know the report cards, they had them in the little brown, um, brown envelopes folded in half with your little report card in there. Your parents had to pick it up. They had to sign off on it and you had to bring it back. But all you had to bring back was the envelope because they got to keep the report card. 
What happened to those systems? They worked then. A lot of stuff that we did back then worked. We changing into all of this newfangled stuff and none of it's working. Parents are not being held accountable. They're not coming to check on their kids. They don't look at their grades. They don't know what's going on with their grades. I had a child that didn't turn in their project. I called home and told them. I'm letting you know progress reports are about to come home and your child is failing my class right now because they haven't turned into assignments. They told me, well, they sit at home and they do their, they do their work, homework with their mom all the time. Okay, well, they might do it with mom, but it's not making it here. But she told me it was at home. Well, I checked her book bag and she put it in her book bag and she took it with her. I'm telling you right now, she hasn't turned it in. Would you like to talk to her? Because see, I can't answer those questions for you. So he talked to the child. She said she, she left it at home. She didn't do it. She forgot it, whatever. I get back on the phone. He was like, well, can you send those home with her? Of course, I'll give it to her again. But guess what? Her grade gonna drop. Because it should have been here. Then after I sent it home, she came back the next day. Dad said, oh, she's going to get all this done. She's going to have a lot of homework tonight. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate the support. Next day, I asked the child for her homework, for the work that she needed to do. Oh, I forgot it. Really? This is what we're doing? So again, she said she forgot it again. Well, guess what? Report cards went home. Midterms went home. I didn't change the grade. Why? Because you turned it in two days late after I sent it home. I wasn't going to rush because I got it. She got it to me on Thursday. Mind you, I called home Monday. She had Tuesday and Wednesday and she didn't turn it in because she kept giving me excuses. I didn't call home again. I just didn't change the grade. She brought it on Thursday. I wasn't there on Friday. So guess what? I didn't change her grade. I wasn't there. So her report card still reflected that she had that missing grade. But we need to understand, I've done my part. I did my part. I called the parents and let them know, and you're still not getting it in. I don't know how many times you want me to do that. We have who, Whose job is it? Once I call you and tell you your child is missing something, I send it home for you to do, and I still don't get it? Whose job is it then? Am I supposed to call you again and say they didn't turn it in? Do you check your child's book bag? Do you check the homework folder? Do you check the take-home folder that they bring home? How is it still in the book bag two days later after I sent it home for her to do it? Now, who am I to blame? The child or the parent? Because I did what they asked me to do, so it's no longer my fault. But yet, that's going to fall back on me when, when her grades aren't right. Or you should have contacted me. I did. How many times do I have to contact you about the same thing? I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just old school and I, I just don't feel like I need to do all of that. But nowadays, people, they, they want us to just coddle and run up behind people and, and pacify people. I don't know. I'm, 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 that's not what I do. I do my job. So I need you to do yours. If I'm in there teaching and making sure they get what they need and then these kids want to sit up and talk and play and not get their work done and now you behind because I've moved on because you playing. 
but it's my fault. When are we going to hold the kids accountable for the jobs that they're supposed to be doing, which is getting an education? They got time to play. They got time to TikTok. They got time for baseball, uh, basketball, football, cheerleading, but they don't have time to do their work. We need to reevaluate the priorities for not only ourselves, but for our kids. When are they going to become a priority for you to sit down and make sure that they do what they need to do and that they're held accountable for what they don't do? We have a new system now, uh, PBIS. I mean, I'm used to it. We have PBIS in Illinois, but you know, being responsible, respectful, and ready. And, and now we have these big old cards, these little QR codes that we're supposed to scan to give them points when they're doing well. Um, I just found out today that I'm not supposed to keep the little card. I'm supposed to give it to them. So if any teacher sees them and catches them doing something good, they can hand it to them and they can scan it. Well, guess what? These kids wouldn't be able to hold on to that thing. I mean, I don't mind doing it, but I don't want it. But again, I went and told um, administration that I was missing. I was missing some tags for my students for the program. Well, guess what they did? Sent me an email and told me, here, you can print out the ones you're missing. Why I got to do all that? I got enough to do. When this is a program that y'all implemented, this is a program that you all decided that you wanted to roll out. Now, because you didn't get all of the students and get them correct and get everyone that was in the database that I got to go back and waste my time to pull that up to go back and print it and try to get the ones that was missing. Whose job is it? Then you want me to download the app on my phone. I got that. So I, that's the only way we can scan the cards is if we had the app, the, the app on our phone. Something else I got to deal with. Y'all don't pay my phone bill. Y'all barely pay me enough to pay my bills. Now you want me to download apps for work? I need a school discount from somebody from a phone system. I think T-Mobile do give you a discount. I'm going to have to talk to them about that. Teacher discounts. So I ain't getting my discount. Because y'all got me downloading apps and stuff on my phone that's taking up data. <laughs> Hello. If y'all want me to have all of this stuff, you know, there's some schools in Illinois where they supply their teachers with, with, with phones to be able to do the stuff that they want with all of the school apps on. I'm not putting all those apps on my personal phone. Y'all not paying my personal phone bill. Yeah, I get paid, but that's something totally separate. You asking me to use up more data now. Make that make sense for me. It's just more things that we have to do. It just keeps piling on and piling on and piling on. When is it going to stop? And it's like people just keep passing the buck to somebody else. And it seems like the buck keeps getting passed to the teacher. I just had the reading specialist tell me today, oh, the students that are low, oh, we found another program where we can test them to see, you know, exactly where the deficit is so we can come up with a different program get, get some more support in there. Okay, that's fine and good. Are you pulling these kids? No, we're going to show you how to do it. Like, I don't have enough things to do. If you're the reading interventionist, it's your responsibility to pull those kids that need extra help that need to be retested. Why the teachers testing? I just want to know how it makes sense. 
I was a reading specialist. I was a reading interventionist in Illinois. I was the one that went in the classroom and pulled out the students and tested them to see where they were and see what they needed to do. I didn't put that on the teacher. So why is it here? And, and I got paid more doing that over there. Here, y'all pay y'all teachers crap, but you want them to do more work than any district I've ever been in. Y'all administrators don't even get paid nothing for all the work that they're doing. So I understand why they're frustrated too. Why they want to pass it down to somebody else. They feel like it's not my job. Why should I do it? Well, guess what? It's not my job either. My job is to teach. I am not a testing administrator. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a behavioralist. I don't have certificates in any of those. I'm not certified in any of those areas, which I'll make me do it. But the one thing that I do and the one thing I do well is teaching English and language arts. But yet you want me to go get a certificate for that, an extra one on how to teach students, te um, uh, what is it, ESL, English as a second language. I'm teaching English. It's my first language. But I, you want me to go take a test to be able to teach it to someone as a second language. And I have to have a certification saying that I'm, I'm certified to be able to do that. But I don't have a certification to be a, a counselor. I don't have a certification to be a test, a, a, a reading specialist testing person. I don't have a certification to be the nurse. I don't have a certification to be the technology person. But yet if the computer break down, y'all want me to try to figure out how to fix it. I don't have certificates for any of these other things, but you want me to do it. But the one thing that I do and I do well, you want me to get a special certificate to do that. I'm already certified to teach. And that's what I do. Let me do my job and let all those other people do the job that they're supposed to be, that they get paid for. Because then nobody's paying me extra to do all those extra jobs. And then as soon as you say, no, I'm not doing something, then they want to say you being insubordinate or you're not being a team player. Well, you know, a team consists of more than one person. I'm not five team members, I'm one. So I shouldn't be doing five team members jobs. Make it make sense for me. So, you know, I got on here really not knowing what I was gonna talk about, but then I thought about it like, whose job is it? It's interesting when you think about it, whose job is it? If I sat down and wrote out everything that I dealt with on a daily basis, I would find that I'm doing more than just teaching. But then when you come in my classroom and it doesn't look the way you want it to look, you want to write me up because I'm not in compliance or I'm not doing it the district way. Well, guess what? Get somebody else in here to deal with the behaviors and I can teach and do everything else you want me to do. Get someone else to come in here to counsel the students while I'm trying to teach so I don't have to stop and do that. And I can probably do everything you want me to do. If you get someone in here to deal with the discipline and writing the referrals and contacting the parents instead of me having to take time away from my educational time and instructional time, then maybe I could get to all of that. So what am I supposed to do? Because the first time I write up something and the time frame doesn't match what when it happened, then it's going to be like, well, why did you wait so long before you called the parent? Why did you wait so long before you did this? Well, I'm in class all day. I have students all day. The only real break I get is lunch. And people try to want to come talk to me then. I have a duty-free lunch. Don't come ask me about nothing during my lunchtime. 
Don't stop me in the hallway and try to ask me a question. Don't text me and ask me no questions. Not while I'm on lunch. I have a duty-free lunch. That's the only time that I can just sit free and not worry about work, not talk about work, not do any work. That's my 30 minutes to do whatever I want to do, and it has nothing to do with work. I can sit in my room and go to sleep on my lunch hour if I want to. It's my lunch. Duty-free. We have to understand it. I don't know why people want to come in and ask you questions because they see you sitting in your room and it's your lunchtime. Don't come in here asking me questions about work when I'm at lunch. And then they want to get offended when you say something to them. And I will. I had to do that a couple of times already this week and it's just Tuesday. I had somebody stop me in the hallway wanting to talk about something. Baby, I'm on my lunch. You can talk to me later. I'm not going to talk to you right now about that. That's work. I did what you asked me to do. If it didn't come out right, then that was, you figure that out. Because I did what you asked me to do. But I'm not going to talk to you about that on my lunch hour. I'm going to do my job when it's time for me to do my job. But what I'm tired of is doing everybody else's job. So make it make sense. We work teachers too hard. We work them to death. And then we wonder why they burn out and you wonder why they quit. Mm-mm-mm. It's a shame, but they do. All right. You know what? I've been on here long enough. Really longer than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> but this your girl. I am signing out. Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks, teacher that commands the classroom. You have a blessed day. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed Tuesdays with Dr. Yvonne. Tune in next time for more incredible stories, struggles, 